Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome back to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here on the phone with Heather Shoemaker. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. Let's dive back into sharing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about how following the renegade sharing rule, which is is basically sharing is turn-taking, and if a child has a thing, they're the decider of when they're done. And uh, if you got it, you got it. And if you don't, you learn to wait and you maybe deal with some hard emotions. Uh, But there's lots of benefits in that side of things, too. I'd like to talk about how following that rule for the adults, whether it's at home with your own children or in a classroom full of other people's children, makes adult life easier. Ah, yes. The peace of mind and time to focus on other things. (laughs) It's wonderful. Um, You know, I had a a parent who wrote to me after uh, first being slightly skeptical about a child waiting until she was all done. Will this really work? but decided to give it a try. And uh, some feedback was that right away she was amazed that even her two-year-old understood it, you know, that the kids got it right away. She said, we're going to do something new. This is how it's going to work now. And the kids got it. So that was, you know, a happy surprise. Mm -hmm. But the second happy surprise was that her life had been so filled of being a referee that suddenly she got to step out of the referee role and life was a lot more relaxing, you know, fewer headaches, and more enjoyable for everybody. The kids were, had um, figured out the basics of, I can play with it till I'm done, then you can play with it till you're done. And she didn't have to be judge, jury, referee, and, and sharing police. And I don't think we notice until that role is removed just how much stress and time it takes to uh, get into children's um, sharing disputes, we, we I, I see this go on in uh, preschool classrooms. There's a lot of there's a lot of time with uh, a staff person being the uh, the sharing and turn taking and 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 whatever it is t- uh, cop. This rule, when implemented across the board in a classroom, frees frees people up a lot. I, I almost wish I could go back and uh, relive my childhood with my my mother being aware. Of, uh, of of this this way of doing things because I'd, I'd like to give her some of her life back that that me and my siblings stole from her with uh, with the way it used to be because I mean we would bicker and argue and she would come in and and uh, arbitrate and and it ended up being uh, probably months and months if not years of her life um, wasted with this because yeah. she didn't know this rule you get more time back and you get more peaceful time back it's not to say that there aren't times that you still are, are needed. Of uh-huh. course there are, but the, just the constant little things, you don't have to decide on each individual case. It's, it's clear cut, and the kids themselves understand it. Um, and, and this is the glory of, of what can happen. Let me just give an example. I was observing um, a four-year-old class, 
at my old preschool, which is a school for young children in Columbus, Ohio. And I was watching a group of four-year-olds figure out on their own with no teacher help how um, who was next on the swing. It was a swing that's sort of um, not an outdoor swing. It was hanging from an indoor rafter, and it's sort of a, a cuddle-up. You sit in the swing, and it wraps around you, and it's mm-hmm. a really nice feeling. You get a hug, and you get the motion of swinging all at the same time. And so it's popular. There was one swing and a whole classroom of kids. And one child was on it, and then when he got off, another kid um, had dived in to grab it because, oh, the swing was empty. And two four-year-olds came up to him and said, it's not your turn yet. We've started a waiting list. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Sophie's turn. And so he got out and added his name to the waiting list without any prompting. Uh-huh. And then somebody went to go get Sophie, and then she got on the swing. That is amazing. I love, love, love seeing kids self self organize in in those ways. And and again, when you you you, you think about it, that is that is uh, variations of sharing. That okay, it's my turn, and then it's your turn, and 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 kids are are, are really adept at doing that when they're in an environment where it is not only allowed but kind of um, expected when they're, again, given power and, and control over yeah. those kind of things. And they're not, I mean, some people I tell that story to don't believe it happens. They, oh, that's just too idealistic. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. But I've seen real live flesh and blood four-year-olds do this, and I think the two ingredients that they that they have, which allow them to do this, because any four-year-old, pretty much can, mm-hmm. is one, they've been, um, they trust the system. Mm-hmm. They're in a classroom or a home environment where they know that this is how it works. You can have it as long as you want, and then it's the next person's turn. So they trust the system. And the other thing they've been given is a tool. And in this case, they're given the tool of uh, the teachers were modeling when there was something popular like the swing, and they're not going to buy 25 swings, one for each kid. Uh-huh. There's one swing that they model doing a waiting list where the teacher gets um, a crayon or a marker and a piece of paper and says, waiting list for the swing. Number one, you know, Jack. Number two, Sophie. And the kids see this method, and they've seen it used day after day, and then they begin to do it on their own. So they were... Uh, given a tool to use, and the teacher hadn't started this waiting list. The four-year-olds had started it themselves. So you can imagine what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there were a few blotches here and there. I think there might have been the number one. Um, (laughs) There certainly wasn't a word that said swing on it, but there was a piece of paper tacked to the wall. Uh Nobody could read or write, but they were all making their mark. Actually, there was one kid who could do her name. Um... But they were making their mark. They knew which color they'd used. Uh-huh. They knew what their mark looked like. <laughs> I, so a waiting list doesn't have to uh, wait for literacy is as far as uh, ABC kind of literacy. You can do it, and they understand the power of words even if they can't really write the words. Yeah, we, we saw this happen recently. We went to visit uh, our granddaughter Rowan at, uh, at preschool. Uh, hey, Butterfly Hill in, uh, in Alexandria, uh, Minnesota. Love you. Um, and anyway... Um, I haven't spent. A, I've been there. Haven't spent a lot of time there. And we had Gigi, the uh, the amazing husky lab doggy, with us. And we're outside playing in uh, in the cold Minnesota afternoon. It's you know like 18 degrees out, and everybody's bundled up and wearing their wool socks. And and they've got the sleds out. 
and I hand somebody Gigi's uh, leash and call her and the child on the sled get pulled down the hill. Well, that happens once and everybody wants to do it. And, and all I said was, we need some way to be organized here so, so everybody, everybody gets the chance because we've only got one puppy dog. And within 15 seconds, they came up with their plan, which is we're going to line, the, the first person's going to be here and everybody else lines up behind them. And after you go, you go to the end of the line. And uh, then all I had to do was hand the leash to the person that was in the front of this line of sleds. And that went on for probably 40 minutes. And it was, what we, I ended up with a, a bunch of happy kids and a very tired dog at the end of it. But it, it was all them making those decisions. And what that tells me is in, in that environment, this is something those children do on a daily basis because it, it just happened. Right. And they've seen lines being modeled, you know, mm-hmm. in the post office or wherever they go or maybe at their school. So they know it's a tool. They know they can do it that way. And they're trusted by you and others around them to come up with a solution. Yeah. So, and, and and Rowan, her initial response was almost, "I this is my dog. I know this dog. Uh, why do I need to share with all these other people? Was the expression I read on her face when... Uh, when she kind of had to wait in that line, and because she's part of that community, she fell right into it and 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 went with it because that's what that's what we do here, and and that was that was great to see because there 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 wasn't a tantrum from her there was just her realizing that okay I gotta I'm, I'm with these people and I as part of this community I need to wait my turn. Right, and some kids might need that just reassured, you know, spoken to them. Yeah. I know you're used to having the puppy all to yourself, but right now we're at school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't, yeah, there that is. (laughs) So there are wonderful benefits for the adults. Um, It, it may need, especially if this is something brand new for you. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. You want to get to the benefits. You want to have this easy living where you don't have to be the referee anymore. Yeah. How do we get there? <laughs> but there's a little transition to get there. So let's 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 face reality there. If you have been doing what I would call forced sharing, mm-hmm. which is what most adults do, so don't worry if that's you, um, setting a timer or deciding when their turn is over for them. Um, then there will be a transition period both for you and the kids until you get to that point of bliss where they're happily sharing, organizing themselves in mature ways, and you can sit back and relax. So the transition time is, is going to be really mm, two main things. One is the child who is told you can now play with that until you're all done they're going to test you on that. They're going to test until they trust. Uh-huh. And you have to get to the point of trust or the system doesn't work. The trust building may take some time, especially if they're used to having objects taken away from them. If they're going to think, she said, I could have it as long as I wanted. Hmm, <laughs> I think I'm going to want this a very long time. You can just see their little brain. Going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They give you that look. Does she really mean what she just said? Or is this one more point in which I can't trust her? Because they're always judging. They're always experimenting. They're, they're, I mean, the scientific method, method is alive and well in the, in the heads of preschoolers. Oh, yeah. Push mom's button. What's she going to do next? <laughs> hmm, that was different than last time. Hmm. Okay, so, 
So the way they test with sharing and with turn-taking like this is by taking very long turns. That's a, a completely normal, natural reaction to a child who has been in the past forced to share and now is transitioning to child-directed turn-taking, is they are going to see just how long is okay and when you're going to flip and change your mind. Mm -hmm. And some adults can't even take it. I know one mother tried this, and she um, told her three kids in the back seat of the car, you can have it as long as you want, and then when you're done, give it to your sister. And the kids were quite surprised, and the mom lost it after two and a half minutes. <laughs> give it to your sister now. So... So it's they not going to be will, easy. It's not going to be easy. That's the other transition is you yourself. You're going to have to know that you're going to have to walk away, bite your lip, put your hands over your mouth, <laughs> don't say anything. It's going to be longer, a longer turn than you think is right. Uh -huh. And you're going to have to be strong for a few days or however long it takes the both of you to get through the transition. Some families go through it really fast. And some, it's usually the adult's fault, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> the adults can't take it. Uh -huh. They feel like things aren't fair and they just have to step in. And so, so adults listening to this and thinking about trying this, realize when you feel that way, you're, you're not the only one. All of us have gone through some version of that. And, and then take a breath and, and bite a little bit harder on your lip and, and keep waiting. Maybe you should invest in some band-aids. Yeah, <laughs> just what you do is you put in your earbuds and you, you listen to the back catalog of Renegade Rules while the kids are, while, while you're waiting for, for the three-year-old to be done with the thing for the first time. Um, yeah. that, that, includes it, our, it, that improves our, our, our listening, um, our downloads, and, and gives you something to do with, something to occupy your time. I think another very helpful thing as you're going through the transition is if you have a copy of It's Okay Not to Share, go to the back of that chapter, It's Okay Not to Share chapter, and memorize some of the little words to say. You can pull out of your back pocket when you feel the urge to intervene and just say, pull out one of the things that, that's on there. I see that um, Brenna still has a toy. She's still using it. I won't let you take it out of her hands. You know, she can have it till she's all done. So look at some of these words, and when you feel the urge to say, ah, that's long enough, <laughs> just repeat one of these things until you're really reassuring yourself. Heather, you know, what we, teaching the kids. you know what we should do? We should record an episode of just you reading those things, and then people can put their earbuds in, and it'd be like, uh, like a little angel Heather sitting on their shoulder whispering those things in their ears in, in those situations. I think that might make the transition a lot easier for, for some parents yeah, and caregivers. Yeah, can be right in your ear. <laughs> Did you like it when he grabbed that toy? Tell him to stop. <laughs> Did you like it when... <laughs> It'd be a, a kind of a Cyrano. Oh, it's so hard to wait. A Cyrano kind of thing going on. Yeah. So, uh, really, the the transition time is is really the hardest for the grown up. Is to you're so used to your own standards, your adult sense of time and fairness, and realizing that a child's sense of time and fairness is different, and that that's okay, and it. The other child is more likely to understand the child's sense of these things mm -hmm. than you are. Um, and then also realizing you may get some testing. And it's important to allow the child to test. In fact, the cover of my book shows a little girl hogging a whole bunch of toys, mm -hmm. looking quite pleased with herself. <laughs> 
And this was, you know, I didn't draw the picture. They chose an artist for the cover, and I thought, that is so opposite what renegade sharing is all about. That is a child who has been forced to share in the past and is now uh, demonstrating how much she distrusts everybody around her by hogging everything she can. I can't really have this as long as I want, can I? (laughs) So, yeah. Testing and trusting. You need to, they need to test until they trust, and you need to trust that the child can get it and that this will make life easier for you when you just get through this little hurdle. Yeah, and, so and trust on both sides. Re, re, personal experiences will, will vary, but when I've, when I've seen early learning programs try to, try to change this the way they handle sharing or their relationship with a rough-and-tumble player, weapons player, whatever it is, uh, my experience is it's usually around a two-and-a-half-week process in most situations where you you have this – because everybody's got to get used to it. You've got to create a new normal. And so it starts out with this wave where where – Adult anxiety rises as you think, oh, this isn't working. Why am I trying this? This was a bad idea. I knew this wasn't going to work. And then it kind of plateaus and then levels off at what, what becomes the new normal. And so as the adult trying to make this change, you have to have to realize that you're riding this this wave to a new a new normal and that that anxiety and, and fear and discomfort that you're feeling is part of that process. And that, like you've pointed out, for the adults, this is often a harder thing to deal with than the kids. And, and part of it is that our brains kind of wire slow, slower and we change. I mean, it's harder to change habits, to change a way of doing things when, you're, when you've got one of these, these old brains instead of one of those, those fancy in the process of wiring young brains. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I just wanted to, while people are in that transition, um, to remind you the benefits of this kind of renegade sharing. So if you're in the midst of all that angst that Jeff's just describing, keep your eyes on the prize. This is some of the the benefits that will be yours, um, both for you and the child. So the child learns that giving up something feels good and true generosity develops with joy and they want to continue to do it. They'll share when you're not watching. Another great benefit is that their play gets to continue uninterrupted. So they're not being stopped and interrupted when the toy is taken out of their hands and so they get to learn at their highest level. It continues to follow its natural course. Um, There's less stress on you because partly the kids find it fair and easy to understand. The kids are gaining awareness of each other um, even the kid who's watching, maybe they get to keep the toy, but they watch so-and-so have a meltdown over it. They're aware of that. They may still keep the toy, but they're aware, oh, gosh, that made somebody really sad. Maybe if I give it to them in a little while, shorter than I might have, they'll feel better. So there's awareness on both sides. Uh-huh. And there's great um, practice setting limits on other kids. They're learning to talk to each other directly. Um, the child waiting is learning delayed gratification and impulse control. The child with the object is experiencing empowerment and sense of ownership. They're even learning math skills. What? <laughs> They're learning concepts of sequence. Your turn, <laughs> then her turn, then my turn. <laughs> Especially with the waiting list. They can uh-huh. see that. One, two, three. Um, practice handling those really tough emotions. 
great lessons in courtesy, going to find someone, saying you're done, remember somebody, um, and independence, ability to deal with these sharing situations without an adult and coming up with your own solutions. So that's a lot. That's a lot of good stuff well, all rolled into one. It sounds like we have to do 14 more episodes so we can dig deeper into all of those, but... Let's do some more on sharing. We're not... At the bottom of the pot yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and and just just that list. It's when we step back and think about it, um, how much how much learning potential learning um, that there is is going on there. Heck, you could add, you can you can add uh, uh, large large muscle development for that kid who has to go off and throw things um, and run around the tree while they're while they're waiting their tea, their turn and getting that anger out. There's so much going on. When uh, when you start digging into the benefits of uh, of approaching things with with this technique, yeah, and I really feel as if sharing incidents, which come up anytime you've got kids together, is the one thing you need to help them get ready for life because it's social, emotional, and as you say, physical learning, um, and it it helps them solve conflicts and deal with big emotions, and those two things are really what life's all about, especially when you're a young child. So yeah. if they can do these two things, they've got it made. And everything that you can do to help them um, with this kind of renegade sharing prepares them for a lifetime of kindness, awareness, and, and ability to solve conflicts. Hey, that's the end of this episode, people. We'll be back soon with another one. Thanks for tuning in to Renegade Rules. Bye-bye. Bye. And... Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.